0: How's it going, everybody? I'm Jason Dardick, and this is Bradley Crenshaw. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. It's big, sexy. That's right. right.
0: Big, sexy Bradley Crenshaw, and this is DCI Episode 9 of the DCI Podcast. Um, I know Episode 8, we did a, a little preview of what we're going to be hiring for at the Dallas Card Show. Uh, we touched on the 2021 National Treasures football release. Um, some thoughts on that draft class. and which, some is, of
1: the... which was extremely ridiculous. But anyway, go ahead.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll get into lo- some of those singles prices and uh, some of those bigger cards that have been pulled today.
1: I actually looked this morning and though people are still paying the ridiculous prices <laughs> for Zach Wilson. Come on, guys. We talked about this on the last episode. He plays for the Jets. I mean, get with it.
0: Something that I've seen that, that really blows my mind as far as the prices goes is that a lot of those shields of the big-name quarterbacks have been pulled. Um, kind of in that first week, and these breaks are still filling at these incredible prices uh, for the sealed cases. So,
1: Shout out to my boy Sean Henry. He pulled the Mac Jones Shield from first off the line.
0: That is a huge card. A card. It's an awesome card. Uh, congrats, Sean. That is awesome. Um, we touched a little bit last week on the Topps Chrome Formula One, the Lewis Hamilton record-breaking sale. Um, this week we are just going to talk about basketball.
1: That, that person who bought that. It's having buyer's remorse, buyer's remorse, $900,000. Would you spend $900,000 on that card?
0: Not on any card, Brad. Yeah. I would not have spent $900,000 on any card. Would you? I would spend $900,000. There are a few cards <laughs> on a that,
1: that I would spend $900,000 on, but it damn sure wouldn't be a, a racing card, an F1. No, no. Anyway, go ahead. And, it's, and it was graded like a seven, but regardless, it was a one 101s one one ones don't really need to be graded anyway.
0: Right, so. right. 900000 crazy sale. Uh, I know the, au- the autographed version, the one-of-one, one, is going to auction this month coming up, um, so that's going to be crazy. I bet that does over a million. Um, I know the F1 market's been going crazy about those two sales, uh, but this week we're just going to dive into some basketball topics, and uh, I think a good place for us to start is going to be the, uh, the newly named MVP, Nikola Jokic. The Joker. The Joker, Man, that's right.
1: And I tell you what, he's a phenomenal athlete.
0: He really is. He doesn't strike you as one when you see him in pictures or running up and down the court. He kind of looks like he's laboring. But uh, he can surprise you, I think.
1: I, I saw a post that he made today that said something along the lines of when I'm old, fat, and lazy or something like that and my grandkids look back, I want them to say, I want to be able to say, yeah, I used to be good at basketball. Something along those lines. It was funny, you know, when I, when I read it. He, he seems like a pretty nice guy.
0: He does. Uh, I think he's ultra competitive. Yeah. Um, obviously, you see him kind of going back and forth with guys on the court. Um, I think that's what it takes to win yeah. at, at that highest level, yep. like he's proven. Um,
1: two-time MVP now? Back two-time
0: to back? MVP, back-to-back. It rarely happens, especially in today's guard-dominated uh, dominated NBA. Yeah. To see a center, a true center, win like that. Um, I know – one of the topics of debate kind of around the MVP discussion was uh, Joel Embiid leading the league in scoring um, and Philadelphia, you know, making the playoffs as well um, and, and kind of kind of Joel Embiid getting the snub um, on the MVP vote.
1: You know, I think Joel Embiid is a, is a great player as well. But to be completely honest with you, the player, in my opinion, that should have been MVP, hands down, is Steph Curry. Man. Steph Curry, to me – When when you think about an MVP or when you even think about the greatest of all time, right? Sure. You think about somebody who changed the game. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of somebody who changed the game in basketball, I immediately go to Steph Curry. Because he makes you guard the perimeter. Because if you're not guarding him on the perimeter, I mean, you've seen his oh. – he makes these videos, these crazy videos. He kicks the ball across the half court, and they kick it back to him, and then he shoots a half court shot yeah. you know, behind his back and all this other right. stuff. He is just a phenomenal shooter. And without him on the court, the Warriors are not in the playoffs. And in, in my opinion, an MVP should make the difference of whether or not you're in the playoffs or how deep you go in the playoffs. Sure. And that's a player that that I feel deserved MVP over any of those other guys.
0: That's interesting. I love Steph. I'm a huge Steph fan. And, and to touch kind of on what you said, there's nothing in basketball um, today like that Steph Curry tidal wave of three-pointers where he can, you know, steps across half court and he, you know, is putting 12, 15 points up in in, in 90 seconds in that, you know, the run they go on um, is kind of like, unlike anything else in basketball. Um, And and, and I'll tell you the Warriors, when they're on, there is nobody
1: that's going to beat them in the NBA. That's right. Forget it. Nobody. No. And
0: And that's the, yeah. And that's the, you know, what's really interesting is that Steph's usage um, compared to, to Jokic and and Embiid is probably the lowest out of the three in terms he's, he's so active off the ball. Um, and the Warriors have so many facilitators and they've built that team to play with that style with Steph that, you know, it makes sense um, that he's, he's such a big component. Like yep. when he's off the court, whether he's got the ball on the court or not, he's super valuable.
1: Yep. hundred um, percent.
0: Cool. cool, man. Awesome. Uh, I know moving on a couple more basketball topics we've got um, one that pertains more to the, the hobby is going to be the LeBron flawless triple logo man uh, was finally pulled out of flawless basketball. Um, the you I know think, I got I got more kick out of the reactions
1: of them me screaming too, like
0: little girls. I love that. I mean, it's like
1: ah, ah, uh, it's so freaking. I was I, I was laughing. I was a- like
0: anytime. <laughs> Anytime a, a big card is pulled, that's my favorite part is like when the, you know, whether it comes from a breaker or somebody just ripping a personal box on their own. Just whenever you're opening boxes, make sure you're recording it because people love to do, they do, they love to see the reaction. Yes. Um, yeah, so that that was great. And I know Backyard Breaks is kind of polarizing. Um, they've got fans um, that love them, people that, you know, aren't aren't necessarily the biggest fan of their platform. Um, but definitely, I think,
1: you know, I don't... I haven't followed a lot of the backyard breaks. I've only, I mean, I've only seen the the couple of different things they've done. And so the one thing was that Trevor Lawrence gold, was it some kind of gold kaboom or something? Or, yeah. And then they were like, well, we're not going to give this card away. And I know they caught a lot of hell over that. Right. And where that is wrong, if that was a giveaway, you should give it away regardless of what the card is. Right. But I've also seen them where they throw in, like, all those base cards and inserts that they don't send out in their breaks, and they put together these boxes and send them to kids. And I have seen those things to where, you know, Backyard Breaks provides this box of, you know, cards for the kids, and the kids are super excited. And that's what really matters in this hobby is we've gotten away from that. We've gotten into – and we've talked about this on some episodes. We've gotten into more of a a business – rather than the fun part of the hobby. And we have to get back. We have to remember we're all going to continue to age, and at some point we're going to die. That's just what's going to happen. You're going you're to die. And we have to make sure that our kids are enjoying the hobby as much as we actually did, rather than just make it all about business.
0: Or else it goes away. Yes. That's right. So –
1: I do like that about the kids. I've always wanted to do, you know, put together something special for the kids, and we've kind of done some things where we've done some raw review cards and given those back, like some Peyton yep. Mannings and things along those lines. And I'm always looking for ways to be able to give back to kids and to add to the value to those kids. I, I I love seeing the look on those kids' faces when they come by our, our booth at the show and they, you know, they they get a ten on a card and they're like yeah dci 10 that's awesome i, I just love it I, yeah. I i love it and they, they all come by and they're like man saw you guys on TikTok. you guys are amazing you know and that's just to me i love the look on those kids faces when they do
0: that yeah the community aspect is certainly you know, rewarding from our side of our standpoint, uh, when people get those grades back, it's almost like that card reveal, you know, pulling a big card, you get, you see that your, your card got the 10, um, the values increased and that's always a face to face. That's a, that's a special thing to get to, to get to see at shows, um, yep. to go from the, the kind of high end basketball card market in the, uh, probably, what do you think that LeBron triple logo man's going to sell for ballpark?
1: Mm, I bet it goes for five and a half million. Five
0: and a half million. All right. Well, let's go all the way back down to a card that in early 2019 came out of Panini Chronicles um, and was selling for around five dollars a card, um, and that is going to be the John Morant Panini Chronicles rookie card.
1: Before we jump into that one, let me back up to that LeBron triple logo. Sure. Have you really looked at that card? I have. Okay. Have you looked how bad the Logo Man's look on that card? The one on the far left, the stitching is not even placed into the card properly. The middle one looks nice. Yep. The one on the far right is a totally different Logo, logo. Man. It's like a it's like a silkscreen Logo Man versus the actual patch Logo Man's on the other side. To me, my wife even looked at it and goes, well, that's ugly. I, I wouldn't give you five dollars for it. That was her response.
0: <laughs> so so I've heard mixed reviews. Okay, so I've I've heard that take as well, and I've also heard it's very it's very unique from the kind of three eras of the LeBron of LeBron's and career. And I can see that too. Right. Yeah, and and I guess the um, the follow up to that is the National Treasures basketball that's coming out is going to have the 75th anniversary logo man um, as has the logo man
1: patch. I did see some of those and man and those look sick.
0: They are awesome. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. that that's probably going to be like the best looking logo man as far as some of the some of the current patches they've got going out right now. But judging um, by
1: the price of national treasures in football at 20,000, they're going to release basketball oh at 30. <laughs> oh, no which question.
0: is, you know, ridiculous.
1: Right. And they're trying they're trying to make all the money they can before Fanatics takes over That's exactly their, right. their their business, and and the problem is they know they can get it because the breakers are going to pay for it, and they just charge it out to the to the people in the breaks, and it's it's taking the price of boxes and cases now has taken the normal hobbyist
0: mm-hmm. out of it mm-hmm.
1: because where you know you or I or somebody would like to you know just crack a box or crack a case. Well, the prices of that stuff is so high that, I mean, you don't even get your value out of it. So it's better to just buy the dead gum card you want.
0: Right. Uh, so. Right. No, I totally agree. Um, especially on that on that high end, super high end um, single side of things. The, the wax, the sealed wax price has gotten so out of line with the raw singles price straight from the box that. If you wait a week or two, um, you'll be going to get you know you're going to see a ton of value f- um, from just buying those singles rather than buying the box.
1: If you see me ripping a box or a case, it's just I'm on.
0: You're just bored. I'm, I'm just going to throw them in a
1: box and you know be, be done with it. It's it's one of those things for entertainment purposes. Hundred percent. It's not even really uh, a collection or a hobby thing, and it's not definitely not to make money. For sure. Because you cannot make money ripping wax. It, you just can't do it.
0: It's gambling. Um, anyway, so to go kind of to circle back to the, the lower end basketball cards here.
1: Yeah. They probably ripped $10 million worth a flawless to pull that one $5 million card. That's exactly yeah. right. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Anyways, the, the John Morant Panini Chronicles rookie card, um, has kind of come into focus again. Um, we remember last year around this time as well, the same card saw a, a pretty good spike. Um, and what's unique about this card is it shows John Morant. It is a rookie card, um, in the background of the card, However, in the crowd um, is one of the rappers from Memphis. His name's Young Dolph. Um, and he recently passed away, uh, it's my understanding. And he, you know, that card, since it features both him and John Morant, has kind of taken taking in popularity, um kind of like the the Bill Ripkin error card or the Menendez brothers Mark Jackson um hoops the thing, card. The
1: things people find to want to you know it's to crazy drive the market up. I'm like I never I well first and foremost, I don't even know who Young Dolph is. I was gonna you know say what I mean? what's your favorite Young
0: Dolph song, Brad I, <laughs> I was about I, to is ask, that is that stand for like Young a, Dolphin or what, right. what
1: what's what what does that stand for? That was gonna be my follow up. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> it is crazy um how do you get a nickname dolphin young Dolph, man i don't know um hmm. but i have seen you know with john moran's popularity that guy deservedly so has seen his cards go kind of increasing um but this is literally a card that for a dollar to five dollars two years ago could be had endlessly um it's now selling in a psa 10 i think recent auctions were above 350 400 um, we saw the same thing last year. Really? Really, yeah. Um, and it's it literally is a 100% you know, influencer-driven pump and dump, um, whether it was tweet-based or kind of uh, pop culture-based. We've seen a lot of people kind of take a bath on some of these John Morant rookie cards based on, you know, maybe it's one of the lower-end rookies, but it's...
1: I think John Morant is a phenomenal player, and I bet if you go back and listen to some of our episodes, I guarantee you that I, I know I talk about John Morant, the value of his car prices, but also talk about how injury-prone the guy is. Absolutely. and the But the guy can jump through the gym. It's a, He's a freak athlete. But the way he plays the game is – so if you relate it to like a baseball player. So if I'm going to look at somebody like – you know, a John Moran. I look at him as he plays the game very similar to like a Bryce Harper or like a uh, Ronald Acuna. Totally, they're all out.
0: They're going to run through a wall yes. and catch that baseball,
1: and so. But they're also very, very injury prone when it comes to that. So, anyway, I mean that's a that's a interesting thing that the fact that the five dollar card is now bringing those types of prices. But you know, it, it, is, it can uh, all it man. can all be pushed and and. He, you know, by any type of social media, you know, influencer and so on. So
0: absolutely. And I think that's something that, um, is important to pay attention to, um, on a card like that, you really got to remember where they started uh, Mm -hmm. in this market, um, especially with the social media influence and things like that. Um, do you own any of those? I do not. Unfortunately, I was, I was digging back through the box to see if I could, you know, picked any up for a dollar, $2 here and could make 50 or 60 bucks. But unfortunately I, I do not own any John Morant. Um, in twenty nineteen I was holding my Zion and I was selling my Jaws. And so uh I'll hopefully I'm not the only one out there. Um I don't have any more of either anymore, but uh I definitely was I was I w- I picked wrong out of those two um on which which cards to hold. So gotcha. Yep, no no jaws no Jaws for me. Um I guess closing remarks. Um if you guys will make sure to click on the subscription, uh, bell down below, turn on our notifications, make sure you give our video a like. Um, we really appreciate it. Keep tuning in to DCI episodes. Um, and we were going to keep bringing you the content. <coughs> uh, sorry guys, Brad gets choked up when he's talking about his jaw collection there. Um, <laughs> be sure to subscribe. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and like our videos. Be sure to check out um, our upcoming DCI episodes as well. Um, all you got that's all we got
1: hey subscribe to our channel go back follow us on all social media pages big sexy app
0: thanks guys